Hi everyone, I'm Kaylee Chelios and very excited for this week's edition of Catching Up with Kaylee to announce our special guest and one of the best voices in hockey, now retired, Rick Peckham. Rick, thank you so much for joining us this week. Uh, it's been an incredible four years being your friend, colleague, and getting to watch you work every night the last four seasons for me, but you've officially hit retirement as far as your last call um, during the overtime game five lightning win against the Columbus Blue Jackets in round one. How's it feel? I know you're not really retired because you're still doing some work for Fox, but how's it going for you? Well, it's going great, uh, Kaylee. It's great to see you. It's been such a long time with uh, the pause and so forth. And congratulations to you and Danny on the birth of your daughter and uh, uh, looking forward to, to seeing uh, the entire family sometime soon. But uh, yeah, it's it's funny because when you're doing a playoff series and you know you're finishing your play-by-play -play career at the end of it, you don't really know when the series is going to end, particularly in this case, because it was an overtime of game five. And if Columbus had scored, we'd have been back at it on Friday for game number six. But I think I'm ready for it to just in terms of having plenty of time through the pause to think about many things, including that. And, and uh, so it's, it's time to move on from there. And, and certainly, as you pointed out, jumping into doing post-game stuff and still doing the morning skate show on Fox Sports Sun, I uh, still got my hand in it. So we're, you're not really uh, taping, taking much of a break here as the playoffs move on. Well, in over four decades of hockey for you, Rick, calling games, I'm sure maybe – towards the beginning of your career, you were nervous at times, but coming into your very last game, potentially, um, I know you said you might not know whether or not it would be your last if Columbus wins it, but what was your day like? You know, how did it start? And just kind of the emotions for you and knowing it could be. Well, it was a, uh, a noon game, which I think helped because it kind of took my mind off the fact that it was I'm uh, going to be the last time I'm doing this and last time I'm doing that if I'd been in my normal routine. But with a noon game and you get there about uh, 9.30, quarter at 10 in the morning, uh, you know, two and a half to three hours before the start of the game for just preparation, the pre-production in terms of taping certain things and the pregame show, uh, you know, you, you kind of have to focus on that because you've just gotten up and all of a sudden in three hours or four hours or five hours, it's going to be game time. So I think that helped me deal with that in terms of getting ready for that last game. And the game went into overtime, you know, when you're sitting there thinking, oh, wow, I mean, what are you thinking when it's like, okay, I, this could be my very last goal call and it's got to, do you put the pressure on yourself or what was kind of going through your head when the game went into another overtime? Yeah, you're thinking one thing. Don't mess it up. <laughs> no, it, uh, you really, I think, concentrate a little harder because one thing I found in, in calling games off a monitor is that, as we know, the, the game's never been faster. They've never shot the puck harder. Everybody on the team can fire the puck 90, 100 miles an hour. Following shots through a group of players in front of a net where it might deflect two or three times before it gets to the back of the net, that could be the winning goal and you're kind of at a loss uh, because there's no crowd to help you realize that at the end of the game is there. There's no red light. There's no real indication that uh, the goal's gone in. You don't want to play like that to finish on. You want to play to finish on exactly like the, the Lightning were able to work with the steal and, and Kucherov's feet and points one-on-one. -on -one. Plus, he makes a move so you can really get into the moment of 
of what's about to happen. And Kayla, you and I have seen Braden Point enough times to know he's not going to miss on that opportunity. So he certainly didn't disappoint. And it just all came together in terms of uh, a great ending to the series for Lightning fans. And for me personally, uh, just providing a, a great moment to, to wrap things up from play-by-play. Yeah, it was an incredible goal called too, Rick, I have to say. Watching Braden Point score okay. and emotion was, was exciting, but watching you um, call the game on the monitor for the very last time was a lot more touching to me and incredible to watch. Um, after you made that call and it was over, you know, how did you celebrate with the rest of the broadcasters or kind of what was the feeling after that? Well, it was a very emotional time. Uh, right after we – uh, the game ended and we went to commercial, came back. Uh, Brian Inglom had uh, uh, some very poignant and uh, meaningful remarks that, that will stay with me for a long, long time. He was a great partner for five years. And uh, I, I certainly have learned a lot from him through that time and, and enjoyed his work before that and, and will for years to come. But uh, he said some very, very nice things. And then we went on to the postgame show with Paul uh, Chief Dave Andrichuk, and uh, just a, a collection of s- staff members from the Lightning, as well as crew members from Fox Sports Sun. Limited basis, of course, because of social distancing and so forth. But uh, just it was a great little party we had there in Lightning Live post game. Chief got to tell a couple of stories. We all had some laughs. Andy presented me with a, a very uh, beautiful lightning jersey with my name on it the number 24 for the number of 24 years that i uh, have announced the lightning games and uh, i got choked up about halfway through managed to keep it together but it was very difficult because it was just a great moment to share with everybody it sounds like it was and someone had asked me rick too just after um your your call on the radio the next day what it was like to work with you and kind of watch you and your craft and um, I obviously, you know, I love watching you. You're one of the best and the best voices in hockey to me. But one of my favorite parts every day coming to the rink was just watching the morning skates, especially on the road when it's a little more relaxed um, and just listening to you and Brian talk about hockey, make jokes and just kind of sip your coffee and enjoy work. Um, for you, what was some of your favorite parts or what was your favorite part about your job on the day-to-day basis that you're going to miss? Well, that's a great example of it that you just gave right there. It's just the camaraderie that we have as announcers and uh, working with you, Kaylee, uh, through the years as well, and the people from the other teams that you bump into, renewing acquaintances. Uh, I've gotten to do plenty of that with some very, very nice, uh, thoughtful texts and emails and phone calls that I've gotten from people from that last game that uh, I'll carry with me for a long, long time. And I really... You know, I say this and I mean it that, you know, I'm not going to be a part of the broadcast, but at the same time, I'll be around. Um, I'm going to be at games and look forward to staying in touch with so many people because they're friends. And I think more than the the games, all the spectacular moments that uh, I've had a chance to be a part of in 42 years, the games are great, but it's the people that you meet along the way that really stick with you the most and the memories and the great times and the, and the great stories. So I think uh, all of that is something that I'm going to take with me from this whole experience. Well said, Rick. And speaking of people, was there anybody that you ran into on the road this season? Um, obviously knowing it was going to be your last year or in the booth uh, from time to time that someone who kind of unexpectedly ran into that 
said something to you about your retirement or congratulated you that maybe you weren't expecting? Well, that's, that's a good one because, um, you know, you kind of anticipate as you go from city to city who you're going to run into and, and the broadcasters there. Um, hard to say if there was someone that was just, uh, you know, maybe unexpected, but sometimes, you know, you get somebody that would pop out that, uh, that you hadn't seen in a long time. Um, I can't really think of one person right now, but it's just, you know, as you said, you know, it's your last time around. You want to make sure you, you get a chance to, to wish everybody well and some cities you're not going to be going back to. So uh, bumped into a few of those. I think Ray Ferraro, who was, he was a rookie in the NHL when I was in my first season as a broadcaster back in 84, 85 with the Hartford Whalers. And he's done so well, so accomplished as one of the great uh, broadcasters and game analysts. And I saw him for the last time in Winnipeg when we were there. And we spent some time after and just laughing and joking about some of the guys on the team and what they're doing now. And, and uh, I, th I think that probably would stand out as, as one of the ones that you just say, boy, I hope there's an opportunity. He doesn't broadcast for a team, so I really don't know his schedule uh, to be able to, to hook up again with and, and uh, talk about the old days and what, uh, what we have ahead. Well, Rick, you opened up the series in historic fashion, having to call the five-overtime game with the Lightning coming up with that one, Braden Point, and then closing out the series with another exciting overtime game. What was it like for you and Brian having to stay sharp for six hours. I know how funny you guys can be together, but I can't imagine what six hours in the booth together was like for that at Amelie Arena. The whole experience was just surreal. And you can't <laughs> believe this because uh, Paul Chief and Andy, of course, they were doing the, the regular pregame show over in section 128, their usual spot on the concourse. And I'm in the home booth. Brian is in the visiting booth next door. Lonnie Herman's our stat guy. He's in Dave Mishkin's radio booth where you and Dave work together for social distance purposes. The whole thing was bizarre. And then you get this game that you really lose track of time. Uh, you know, it's, you look at your watch and it's 4.30 or 5 o'clock. I'm like, oh, my gosh, okay, we started at, uh, at uh, 3 o'clock. The next thing you know, it's 7.30. And the overtimes just start rolling through. One thing about playoff overtime is there's not a lot of whistles. There's no commercial breaks. So the periods go by fairly quickly. The intermissions are a little shorter than normal. So, uh, you know, you turn around, do something on camera. Next thing you know, the, the next period's starting. So it was something where you just kind of gear yourself to make sure you're sharp and ready to go and focus for each uh, succeeding period. But five overtimes, that was just uh, – I've obviously never been a part of a game like that. And under those circumstances, Kayla, you'd have loved it because we're in the booths on the other side of the building, and we're yelling across at Paul and those guys, the building, and they can hear us, right? So we're joking that we would do our tosses back and forth, you know, just yelling at each other instead of using a microphone. We could have done it that way. <laughs> I could see that, especially with PK and Chief, where all smiles. I'm sure they smile the entirety of those six hours, too. <laughs> well, Rick, thank you so much for joining me this week. Uh, congratulations, obviously, on an illustrious career. Career, You're one of the best, an icon, a legend, and I'm very proud to have had the last four seasons to, to listen, watch, and, and work beside you and call you a friend. Well, thank you so much, Kaylee. Uh, I certainly treasure our friendship and to, to hear that from 
someone who has really grown up with the sport of hockey uh, and a family featuring your Hall of Fame father and has worked so hard to accomplish what you've done in a short time with the Tampa Bay Lightning and throughout the hockey community. It's, it's high praise, and I wish you the best of luck uh, and the best to your family, and I look forward to seeing you when uh, you get back to Tampa eventually. Thanks, Rick. I'm excited for you and your wife, Vicki, too, as well, who uh, especially I'm sure will be enjoying your retirement more so than you maybe. <laughs> She'll need your prayers. <laughs> Thanks, Rick. Take care. Take care, Kaylee.